Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Cloud Conversations. My name is Peter Rising. I'm one of your hosts. Uh, do bear with me if my video goes a little bit blurry here and there. I'm having connection issues today. Hopefully, it will settle itself down as we as we get into the broadcast. But uh, it's great to be back on Cloud because I get my teeth in. Great to be back on Cloud Conversations with my great friend Azure McFarlane. How are you today, Azure? Good morning. I think it's the aliens really just trying to beam you up. Um, uh, yeah, they, they need you elsewhere. So. I, think I'm, I'm, I think they've come to take me home. But my heart is in is in space on on other worlds. <laughs> yeah, if anybody sees the screen, just go blank. We'll be like, oh, Pete's Pete's gone. He's he's. That's it for today. Shimmer away. They might beam me up whilst we're doing this. But, Maybe we've uh, got some fans like out in space. You never know. Yeah, right. weird things have happened. <laughs> you just never know, do you? The world is that crazy. The universe is that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, okay, so we are joined today by a good friend of mine, Gita Sipasila. Welcome, Hello. Gita. How are you doing? Thanks for having me, you guys. I'm pretty excited to be here. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm fangirling a little bit. Like, I know I've known you for a little We've never met in person, at least not yet. Um, but this is like the first time that I'm having, I invited a guest onto the show and keep is the first one. And you're just one of my favorite people. I'll put oh, that out there. Thanks for thinking of me. I really feel special. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said yes. I feel, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the show Parks and Rec. Um, but like Leslie Nope gives, you know, uh, Anne all these compliments. I'm going to be like, you're beautiful, talented, brilliant, powerful muskox, you know, kind of feel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already on cloud nine today. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to start your Saturday off really, really well. Okay. Yeah. So my first question is, did you wear your finest sweats today? Cause I know we talked about outfits. I am wearing sweats. I'm kind of like in the pajamas. <laughs> the pajamas. <laughs> Got something good on the top, and then I have my peaches at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I'm wearing my comfy, like, stretchy yoga pants underneath. Yes, perfect. You are you are more than prepared, and you were super sweet yesterday to say, like, oh, if we need to reschedule, because my mind has been elsewhere this week. <laughs> say, like, oh, if we need to reschedule, and I was like, nope, it, this, this is it. Today or first. So, Keith, so, why don't you introduce yourself to people who don't know you? Want to tell us about yourself, like where you work, what you specialize in, mother's maiden name, security, you know, social security number, that kind of information. <laughs> <laughs> the last four digits. <laughs> oh, well, hello, everyone. I am Gita Sivaselum. I am from Dallas, Texas, and I am a power addict. And enthusiast of all things Azure, Office 365, um, custom app dev, and of course the Power Platform. Uh, and I am quite passionate about fusion dev scenarios, and I love merging the worlds of pro devs and low code devs together. And I work for um, Artist Consulting, which is based out of Dallas, Texas, a Microsoft partner, and the solutions architect with them. I'm now I'm like, what don't you do? Because you like. You C sharp and everything else. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started like off as a coder, so I think that's how it all started. But now I'm I'm enjoying this uh, having this combination of both worlds of have, being able to do low code and then being able to jump back to the pro code. So much that you can do with these worlds getting together. Yeah. I think it's, just a, it's just a revolution now. 
It it is okay. So why don't you? How did you? How did you get to this point where you're doing like fusion dev and and low code? Where did your journey start for tech? I have to say, I think the first opportunity I had, um, there was a POC at the current company that we wanted to do for a client and trying. This was like back in twenty late twenty seventeen or twenty early twenty eighteen. That's kind of like when this platform really came into mm -hmm. you know life. And um, we're trying to do a POC with a custom connector because they wanted to connect to additional ex external services uh, for this client. And I was trying to like dabble my way, how to create all, you know, I know the pro code stuff. I'm not used to the low code stuff. I'm like, okay, now I got to shift my mind from thinking objects and classes. And now I'm going to think about like Excel and PowerPoint and try and get all this working. And we're trying to do that. And then it was, it was fun because I was like, wow, I actually built something like in a day, I have a functioning wow. working app in low code in a day. <laughs> which would have taken me days or weeks to build. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is amazing. But at the, at the time, the platform was so evolving, right? There were little things that were that would have been nice to have been there. But now it's come a long way. There's yeah. just so much more today. And then there was a there was a gaming competition. At, you know, at, at the time, like people started building games. Games was, especially like all of our power addicts and community folks from in Japan were just like blowing up the... Twitter world with like all these cool games they would build with our platform with apps and you know trying to uh, create um, uh, games that would be like you know uh, that would be similar to other things that were used to like Super Mario and you know things that you're used to seeing in the traditional gaming world and um, there was the the Power community which is the they were called those dynamic guys at the moment and mm -hmm. um, they put up a competition for building a game. Uh, and you know, for anyone, and they would have some cool prizes and things like that. And um, I made the top ten, and I was like, Yay! "Wow!" <laughs> you know, I used that as an opportunity to learn it, learn the tool too. I was like, "Hey, how would I build a game?" You know, something that I already know, and I love doing this. Where you already know the problem, you know how to. Now it's just the figuring out of like how are you going to solve it with these tools. Yeah. Um, so I built a, a roulette game with. That's your pin tweet, uh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I never want to change it. I'm like, that's, I'm so proud of what I did. <laughs> <laughs> like my uh, shameless plug there on Twitter. Yes, yes, keep this, yeah, keep this handle is there. Go, go check oh, it out. Nice. It's really cute. First, yeah. Oh, yeah, really go, go follow. Thing that I did with the Power App, and I learned so much about it. And um, I think Brian Dang was the, was the, um, um, the guest. And I think he was the one who was, uh, you know, picking the top games. And then I think I made it in the top 10 and I was just flying. I was like, wow, Brian, that picked my game. <laughs> it looks, it looks great. I'm looking at it over on my other screen, like a bit of gameplay. Yeah. And I actually it. used, I, I didn't know how to play roulette. Well, pay roll, and I use that as a version of play roulette. Too. Why not? Let's learn the rules. We'll keep this the more simplified version of roulette. Yes. Yeah, roulette is a little. Um, it's it's a it's a robust game. It's it's one of my yeah. favorites. Like between that and blackjack, I would say are mm. are, are my favorite. Yeah, like, I'm sure like there are roulette pros out there who would look at the game and be like, "Yeah, this is nowhere close to the real game. We, We're not playing this. This is not our I love this. So Power Apps was the first thing that you got involved in? Um, yeah, it's just a combination of Power Apps and Power Automate because okay. there's always some process automation that you can get away from. So there's always, uh, and Power Automate is kind of like the orchestrator for a lot of things. So right. it's kind of like the glue that pulls everything It is. 
though. I was describing this to somebody uh, yesterday who was looking to get out of the military and wanted to get into tech. I like know her mother-in-law. And as we were talking yesterday and she was asking, oh, like, how do I, like, what, sh what should I start with? I was like, why don't you just watch some videos on like what each part of the platform does? Yeah. Um, and I was, I was like, I will say I started in automate because it kind of like, you, you can build power apps for data gathering, but you still need something to power what's, what's next. Um, mm. And yes, yeah, so that's why I, I really like it too. It's great. Power platform yeah. is wonderful. Okay. So you are an apps aficionado. Um, and so what do you do your day to day? Like what does your, your job look like during consulting? Actually, let's start with what does your morning routine look like <laughs> before you start morning your day? routine? There's a lot of things to do in the morning. <laughs> well, I have two kids, so I get them ready for school. <laughs> you know, the morning is like a rush. You come into the mm. household, you hear things flying. <laughs> things is my backpack's missing? I, my five-year-old is like, oh, I had this uh, cute little thing hanging on my back, backpack and it's not there anymore. Mommy, find it for me. <laughs> oh. We have their, their world one-on-one -on -one problems that we've got to fix like five minutes before they have to let, get out. It's always the way. It's, and it's critical. Like for them, that is the biggest that's thing in the world right yes. now is the issue. Yeah. So they can't go on without that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I feel you. I have I have children. I mean, my children are, are much. How old are your are children? Um, five so and... my, yeah, they're like 10 and 5. 10 and 5. Oh. Cool. Um, but I, I feel you getting them ready in the mornings can be very, very challenging, um, for sure. So <laughs> you're, how old are your kids, Pete? I know 15 and six, no, right? 15 and uh, 12. Why did I, why did I think your youngest was much young? Ah, okay. Sorry. Uh, it might, it, <laughs> it might well be because Oliver, although he's 12, he, my, my youngest has got very severe autism, Gita, mm -hmm. and he, um, he's not like a typical 12 year old so he's he seems much younger than he is and he has very babyish features still so mm -hmm. could be that could be that yeah i was imagining he was like a wee lad he um, is he's such a wee lad he's super oh. cute i know i'm biased and all that but i think he's oh, super cute of course your kids are <laughs> the cutest the yeah cutest. but everyone's kids everyone's children are though i i agree i agree other people's kids are very cute <laughs> 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 my oh, best friend just had you were like close by would, would, would like call you for babysitting and then you realize my time is like going on 15. hey no like, hey you need a babysitter i am there i have a girlfriend who has four kids and i love babysitting for that family like the youngest is i think eight months now and the oldest is nine uh, and we just have such a blast like when she and her husband need date night so you need babysitting so let me know I'm happy to come yeah. out and, and I, you know, I would sign, I would sign up for that. If you were like, just okay. a couple miles away from me. You're okay. Like, when I come to visit miles away from me, <laughs> we'll make, I'll make it a trip, like an extended yes. trip to come visit yes. you. And then you and, and your partner can go have date night. And yeah, this is working out well. It is. Yes. It is. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll pencil it in. You let me know yeah. when. <laughs> Okay, okay, so you always, always say that my kids are a gem. I just, I'm like, wow, really? They didn't, they didn't bother you at all? They put, they put on their best behavior. When... 
it's almost like they have a different phase when they are with (laughs) someone else and then they're home it's like their reality shows up there you go you you, you get the real deal (laughs) the real deal (laughs) so after the school run um yes. you go back to work from home or are you into an office um, you, or is so it a mixture yeah, of both so these we, days yeah we've been uh, so during the pandemic we were pretty much remote um you know mm. but then um the last couple of months we've been doing trying out the hybrid approach of doing um two days in person at work and mm. uh you know being remote through it. and it's working out pretty well mm. i think i was i was definitely missing the the physicality of things you know like mm. being in person seeing people talking to them so it was a, it's it's a really good change now being able to have those two days to go back into work and have a quiet space and also have the ability to walk down. I think the thing I'm really missed is like you could just walk down to your colleague and just ask a question, just tap their shoulder, have a little conversation, or even those hallway conversations. Yeah. Uh, but with everything remote, I think that's one thing that was not happening, right? I mean, you have to either it's mostly like you have to be on a call or you have to like set up a meeting. Yeah. It's nothing as simple as just have a simple question i'm just going to walk down and just ask um so i think that yeah i think it's it's working out pretty well i'm enjoying the, the hybrid I've, i'm definitely not missing the commute not having to commute <laughs> to mm. work every day uh it, it gives you and you know much more flexibility to do things as your home uh but yeah it's uh, it's been it's been going well good okay so describe like what you do on a day-to-day basis in your job what does it look like to be a consultant for artists so I um, do uh, focus on custom adaptive and the pop platform um, side of things. So, you know, it really uh, depends on the client and the projects that we're working on. So it's usually in the Azure cloud integration space or um, we'll have clients that have requirements around uh, building solutions involving all of their low-code tools. So uh, the day-to-day is, is more, you know, depending on where we are in a specific project for a specific client getting, making sure that we meet their requirements and, you know, whether it's support or delivery or, mm-hmm. or designing, pretty much wearing, I think that's the the good thing I like, like about the company I work, you get to wear different hats. So right. mm-hmm. you get to try different roles and, you know, it gives you the flexibility to learn things on the job mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it, it keeps you up on your feet. And I think that's the, keeps it, that's what you need to, to be uh, challenged every day. So that way you, you are always upskilling. I agree. Do you work on multiple projects at a time? Or are you assigned to like one project at a time? I've heard so many different things across consulting. Like some businesses are like, ah, you're going to stay with this one client from start to finish. Others are here are bits of, of piecemeal of like, we'll, we'll put you on this project. Maybe yeah. this one's like your main focus. How does that work for you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's usually like a combination. Sometimes it's, you know, one client or sometimes it's it's more than one, depending on, you know, what it could be a combination of like you're doing the implementation for a specific client mm-hmm. or you're going through like the discovery phase you're getting up with what how are we going to design this for them and then you have other you know a single two one or two clients who are who we've done the execution for but you're now more in the support phase right mm-hmm. so you you'd always have some clients that are like ongoing support right it's, it's like you've done the job you've handed it over <clears throat> but then now they're testing it or maybe they have additional enhancements and you're just going through that phase and then and then you have new projects come in and then now you're getting into the whole discovery phase of like, how are we going to, uh, what's the next step and how are we going to implement this for them? So yeah, it's it's usually between one to three uh, okay. projects depending on, you know, what, what phase they're in. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the usually, uh, you know, companies do a pretty good job of at least the one, you know, the one that I'm working, they do a pretty good job making sure that you're not overloaded, right? Uh, yes. You know, you're, you're, you, it's, it's only so much you have in a week. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's 40 hours in a week that you have and how do you split it across those projects? Yeah. And um, so it, it works out well, the staffing works out well. Yeah, one thing I've enjoyed about consulting is having like your time protected, um, mm -hmm. at least at my company too, right? There's always two, two layers of people in between me and the client. So our product manager and the delivery manager. And that's not something that I've been used to myself. It's here's all this work. It's the onus is on you to figure out how much time you need. But then it's never like a yeah. realistic like timeline, you know, when people are just like, here's all the things that you need to accomplish within a week or yeah. two weeks. And like, that's going to take way longer than a week or two weeks. But for yeah. them, they don't quite understand what's involved in, you know, creating these oh, solutions. Yeah. So now it's very nice where I can talk to my team and say, this is way too much for 40 hours. And so we can go like, okay, we'll just shift it to the, you know, the next sprint or, or something else. And I was like, Ooh, this balance yeah. is, is really nice. <laughs> it helps. I think it's coming from, um, I used to work, um, for an industry based client, like, you know, you're there, that's the only client you're working for. Mm -hmm, I was mm -hmm. a contractor with them. So that's the only project you do. Right. So you're there from starting from when you start until they go into the support. And then I jumped into the consulting world and I was like, oh, this is different domains, different industries. And then you have like different uh, faces of the project that you're part of. And it was, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a change, but then you, you start enjoying it because you get exposure to more. Yes. You learn more on the job. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you have a favorite part of the phase? So from, you know, discovery to, to implementation, do you have anything that you particularly love to do in between? Um, I, I actually, I wouldn't, I can't really pick one because um, <laughs> I love the discovery phase because it, mm -hmm. it helps you in a way it how, or help the organization in a way with the tool sets they have, or maybe bring in new tools for them, because I think they trust you as a strategic partner to come in and do things. So it makes it uh, easy on you to provide the right guidelines to them. Yeah. So hey, this is a better tool to be yes. a better fit. So yes. I love that phase of like going through the discovery of like finding out what the need is versus what their want is. And then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, figuring out what their current landscape is and where they are in their tech journey, right? Like what does their tech readiness look like? Yes. Um, I, I love that part because it, it, it helps you come up with these creative ideas, uh, you know, making it more cost effective for them. Uh, and also meeting them wherever they are in their journeys. So that way, you know, they can evolve and scale as they grow. Um, and then, of course, uh, the implementation too, right? Uh, you know, once you're done, you're done with designing, here's, you know, here's how we're going to, these are the different tool sets, we're connecting the dots for them. But then uh, the end product, because I love seeing the phases of clients and then hearing their feedback when you yes. utilize the the, uh, you know, the finished product. And then, or as, you know, as you even like do incremental uh, walkthroughs with them and then you know they're mm -hmm. giving you feedback and it just makes you so happy it's like because you can hear like how you are making their day-to-day -day jobs easier yes. with what you're doing and it just uh it it makes you want to do more it motivates you to be like hey how how else how, how else can i help you like what are other things that are bothering you what are other pain points can we fix this can we do this can i come up with another solution for you you know it's just meeting those business demands and then being able to get that feedback in the end is yeah I think it was all worth it right everything yeah. that you do it's worth it it makes you want to wake up every day go back to work and do much better things I agree yeah if you could see if, if, if people could see the smiles that are on this screen right now it's yeah. just like yes <laughs> yeah. seeing I, I love seeing the client's face like light up and they're like you can help us do what and then when that dream <laughs> comes true right it's yeah we don't have to do yeah. this anymore by hand or we can integrate these things this is yep. yeah i love that about power platform so much it's like we're not 
I mean, there are some limitations, right? And that's where that fusion dev comes in if you if you need it. But it's the, oh yeah, you don't have to manually populate this thing in Excel anymore. It's a very, you know, rudimentary yeah. thing. We can we can yep. make your life easier. That data that's housed in that on-prem database that you always have to log in through right. a VPN, like we can just display it in Power BI. And I just yeah. I love how easy we make yeah. it. <laughs> This is so awesome. We, I think, I'm, I'm right in saying, Azure, that um, Gita is only our second ever Power Platform guest yes. on the show because you were actually our first, weren't you, before you were one of the team? It was yeah. me and Pragadi. She Pragadi, was, of course. Yes, our, course, our Pragadi, Power BI. Right. Yeah, yeah, with Kat. Yeah, we did that. Of course. So Two three, this is the third time. So third, I'm so yeah. happy we're getting more people on the show mm -hmm. from Power Platform because it's so, so relevant and massive and mm -hmm. i i love i'm just sitting and listening to this because i i know very little about it so listening and learning and taking it all in and uh um i guess that leads to a very logical question for you gita is and one for you really azure is if somebody is thinking this sounds cool this sounds like a great career move for me something i could really sink my teeth into what would be the first step that you would give somebody who wants to get into the power platform yeah i think it's probably going to be 1A, 1B, 1C. <laughs> a journey. Um, yeah, I think number one is get more involved in the community because as mm. you're starting on the journey, you're going to um, need more help from people who mm -hmm. are just like you or have been there, done that. You know, it's we've all been there, done that. And that's what helped me to being having the space to go ask questions, mm. getting involved in the forums, signing up mm. in the community forums ask questions, maybe help out others too if you have an answer because you know there's always going to be another person who's going to come in with the same problems that they're facing in their journey. And then um, also the Microsoft Learn Paths. <clears throat> the mm. platform team has done an amazing job. They've revised and you know uh, refactored just how those learning paths look like. And now they have been categorized by where you are based on your skill set. So it's mm. you could start with the beginner skill set. Intermediate means like you've already you know dabbled with these tools, but you're trying to go to the next step, or you're like, hey, I know how to use this. Now I'm ready to go pro advanced. There's an advanced learning path too. Mm -hmm. So no matter which tool you pick or you know what, whatever uh, section of the platform ecosystem that you want to get started with, there is a learning path out there. And you could go through those guided labs and instructions and learn. So all mm -hmm. these three together, mm -hmm. I think is going to get you to where you are. And then eventually, I think everybody becomes a power addict. There is no turning back. That's how it's been for me, and I'm sure for Azure and yeah. everybody. You get started, and Amazing. then you just get obsessed with this, with the beauty of this platform, and you just continue to do things. And from those learning paths, is the next logical step then to go on to certification? Because they're much like across all M365 and Azure, the, yeah. the, there are exams that you can take, aren't there? The PL900, I think, is the yeah. first yes. the, the entry yes. level one. So, yes, there's PL900, and then there's the MD, um, there's the 200, 400, and 600. Um, but yes, I think that's the. So, once you've had some practical exposure to doing things, and you know, you could, if you don't have a use case that you could find a use case at work, uh, you can um, sign up for a developer tenant, which is yes. free. It's a community plan. Um, and the best part of it is you don't need any licensing to tap into any premium data sources. It's your own tenant. It's considered a sandbox tenant. It's not for production use. Uh, but you have access to a lot of those data sources and features that uh, you wouldn't need any licensing. It's just for you to play around with and learn. Mm -hmm. So that 
sign up for that and then start going through these learning paths and then learn the, you know, you like you said, Peter, the, the certifications are a best, a really good way. Mm. Give a shot to the PL900, see where you are, which areas are, do you need more improvements on or do you need to learn more about and then go to the next one and keep moving on, you know, and then um, that, that's, uh, that would be a, so it's actually one A, B, C, D now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We've added another one into the mix. You know, you, well, you've sold this to me. I, I really want to go and do this now. I'm just, I'm such a, a lifelong learner. I'm just, I'm just, so, yes. I'm, that sounds Anybody awesome. can do it. I'm yeah. signing up for PL 900 right now. Yes, yeah. right, right now. Yeah. If we have done it, Peter, we have, you can definitely do it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's my thing. Like I don't, and I've, I've mentioned this, I think when I first came on the show um, last year was, I don't have a background in, in computer tech at all. Um, I mean, I, I like built my own like websites through Yahoo GeoCities when it still existed, you know, RIP, wow, Yahoo GeoCities, right? I learned yeah. that there's a there's a website called ClarissaExplainsItAll.com and it's teaching kids HTML. It's like this, it still has the old like 90s interface to it, it still exists. But apart from that, it, it wasn't until I was working in, you know, manufacturing that I got exposed yeah. to Power Platform. Mm -hmm. And like my first use case was, you know, copying and replacing a file in a SharePoint, you know, um, library that could be displayed in, in, in Teams for a meeting. Like every Monday, uh, the safety team would uh, want groups to review at their muster the safety topic for the week. And that file was 99% of the times like edited by Monday, but sometimes they would forget to email it out. Sometimes they'd send it to managers. And so it was always the scramble at 9.30 a.m. If we didn't have the file, if it wasn't emailed out, whoever was leading the muster would have to be like, did anybody receive it? Did the managers get it? No, if the managers didn't get it, then, you know, blah, 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 blah. But since everybody had access to the SharePoint site anyway, I just said, okay, take whatever file is there at 9 a.m. every Monday morning, drop it in Teams for mm. us, and that was it. And then we never had to worry about it again. And it was something just so mm. basic that made a bit of a difference. And then, of course, it's it scaled from there to be like, well, what else can I do with the platform? Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, personal productivity, right? It could be something for myself. It could be something mm -hmm. for a team, and like anywhere you want to go, you can you can do it. And now for like home use, I'm doing RPA for home use to just play around with you know robotic process automation. So Power Automate Desktop. Um, but yeah, figure out like what you're interested in. If you want to learn how to build apps, uh, there's apps. There is automation. So Power Automate, Power BI is data viz. Um, and then Power Virtual Agents is like chatbots. So usually it like if you do virtual agents that Powers is powered by Automate, so those two you would you know you could learn together, um, and anything else you could kind of learn on its own. But they all kind of go together, like you know your app is your data gathering, and then you have automation power, something else behind it, and then you can display the data in a Power BI dashboard. So you can take each of them as a pillar, but they all connect together. And um, just for like systems that might be on prem you can do that. Like if you're using an Oracle database that's on-prem or SAP or anything like that, you can still pull that data uh, and use it elsewhere. You can send automatic emails, uh, adaptive cards. So yeah, possibilities are endless. <laughs> it's just a surface layer too that we're looking at, right? I mean, mm -hmm. all these in the surface, but then if you go under the wraps now, you can like drop AI into the mix. Yep. 
you can integrate with Microsoft Teams, mm -hmm, have mm -hmm. any Azure services that you have, uh, you know, you can integrate with that. It, it's a variety of like over 700 different data sources that yeah. you can go connect to um, as long as it's supported. So it's makes it, it it's pretty much anything. And, mm -hmm. and then, then I think the best part is the the team, the product team has identified like these most commonly used templates, right? Like, mm. just like an email comes in, I want to pick that up and drop it. That's a, the most common scenario people have, right? They have emails coming in, someone manually goes in, downloads the attachment, and then drops it into a shared folder or OneDrive or SharePoint. I think those are like, you have those already templatized for you. So if you're mm -hmm. new, you don't know how to start from scratch, search for a template. You might find one that's either pretty much exactly the same that you want or pretty close to what you want. And it's a good way to start, start mm -hmm. with that and then start extending it. Yeah, but it's yeah. It's so many ways to to do it, and I and I and I agree with Azure. I think the the best that has worked for me, even as part of my learning problem or, or learning process, is that you pick a known problem and then go with it. Mm -hmm. That makes it easier. You know, this is the problem, business problem, or personal productivity issue that you're wanting to fix, and you know how to solve it too. It's just that now you just have to translate that solution into a tool mm -hmm. that you're learning. Yeah, so I think that that's that's always worked uh, really well. Um, to to learn and upskill mm -hmm. with all these tools. Yeah, I agree. Like pick something smaller, right? Like there might be a grandiose like business problem you want to solve. Just automate a portion of it. Like maybe mm -hmm. it's just the first step of it and learn that. And then you can keep extending, you know, yeah. it might end up being multiple flows for that, but start, start small so you don't get overwhelmed. I feel like with automate, it can be, I would say maybe the, most complicated one, just because there are so many use cases and there are going to be areas where you're, you're, you might have to code, like do a little bit of coding too. So be right. patient with yourself, um, pick something small. And like Eva said, use templates and you can remove steps from templates. You can add steps to templates. Like if, you know, maybe the, the thing is uh, send an email when something in SharePoint happens, but maybe you want to send a text message instead. You can just use that same template, remove the email step and insert, mm -hmm. you know, the send a text message step instead. And there you go. You didn't have to build anything from, from complete scratch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say like automate bits and pieces at a time instead of thinking, ah, like here's the whole problem I'm going to try and solve at once. Cause I think some people get a little overwhelmed with the idea of trying to tackle like a really, really big business problem. So just like baby steps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. baby steps. yeah. yeah. I found it. Uh, sorry. There was a, bug with my screen. There's a bug right there. Um, I was going to say in terms of certification, so Geetha mentioned getting a developer account. Um, and Microsoft, so the cert for the PL900, Microsoft at least every season does like a cloud skills challenge. And then typically when there are conferences, there are opportunities to get these certifications paid for. So they'll mm. offer free certs and it might be mm -hmm take, uh, go through the learn documentation and then take one of our virtual training day classes. And then after that, they'll give you a, a code for a free cert. And the certs are somewhere between normally like 100, $150. Um, but I've seen it come up very often when it does. I try to promote that too, because it's a very easy way. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like Microsoft makes it like a very low barrier of entry. Like you get a developer account, which is free through school or work. And then you have the opportunity to take these certs and they like, if you can't afford it right now, which I understand, like, especially as maybe you're a student, a hundred bucks is a lot of money. Um, mm. Make it very easy for you to be like, okay, just do this challenge. Like go through the documentation, 
Sometimes it's take a class, sometimes it's not. And they'll be like, okay, here's a, here's a free certification code. And I think that is really wonderful because then it makes that access a little bit easier um, for people to get involved and have fun while they're doing it too. Yeah, definitely a great way to like evaluate where you are, right? What you've mm -hmm. learned and do you know enough? Do you need, a, are there other additional areas you want to learn more? Mm -hmm. It's definitely a good way to get started. Yeah. Definitely something that everyone should make use of as they pop up. I agree. Okay, so you mentioned one of the things of getting started is getting into the community and you are part of Power Addicts user group, the Dallas-Fort Worth user group, the textiles. Tell us a little bit about those groups that you're involved in. Yeah, sure. I think the the, the Paradigms kind of came around the the time, you know, the gaming competition that I've talked about. That was kind of my foray into the community. I was trying to figure out how to do certain things. And then I was watching some live YouTube video of some of the community experts out there. And then I was like, oh, there's this whole community out there about this. And I started becoming active on Twitter. And I think it's like a bunch of us, like around like six or seven uh, people who kind of have the same thought process. It's like, wouldn't it be nice like if we had a platform where people like us were either learning or, you know, or, or have some brilliant things that they've built and mm -hmm. would want to come and showcase. Wouldn't it be nice to have a platform where we could collaborate with other power addicts, not just in your area, geographically, mm -hmm. but around the world, right? Let's meet other power addicts. That's how it started, you know, because we knew that there's this whole community that's getting excited about this platform, but I think we need to have a space where we can all work together learn mm -hmm. from each other and share. Uh, and so that's how the Paradigms came into play. And, you know, we've kind of been doing these monthly meetups where we invite guests to um, or, or give them a platform where they can come and share brilliant stuff that they've been building. And uh, also an opportunity for other Paradigms to collaborate and make new friends in the community. Like right now, I would not have thought, if you had asked me like five years back, I would not have thought that I would have a friend at almost a community friend that I would network with in almost yep. every continent of the world. I agree. <laughs> that Absolutely. would have never happened. Because now if I were to make a trip to Europe, I would be like, oh, I know someone here. I know someone here. Mm -hmm. I know someone here. You know, it's like, you know a lot of people around. At least, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that I can like fill up my map. Because I was like, oh, I have a friend here, here, and here, you know. <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping awesome. I can do that soon and do like a world tour now. You know, I go visit everybody. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe use in-person events as an opportunity. Yeah. Right? I'm very excited. Um, yeah, so I think that's how the whole the paradigm thing um, started, and um, we're very um, happy to see so many having the same passion for the platform and mm -hmm. same passion for sharing and learning from each other. I think that's what yeah. makes this community. That's the, that's the whole backbone of this community. That's how it's working. And, yeah. and with the user group, um, when I started off, I was you know there was the SharePoint user group, and you know there were groups that were focused on other parts of the uh, the Microsoft 365 ecosystem. Uh, and also, we, I think there was a Power BI user group too at the time, and I was trying to figure out, like, I wanted to find out, like, what are other people, our peers doing in the same domain space in my area? Maybe I can go sit in a user group meeting. And But there wasn't one. And um, so I have a colleague at work, uh, Ben McMahon, who's also a mentor at work for me. We were talking about it. I was like, well, maybe we should start our own because we don't have one. So why don't we start our own and mm -hmm. see if we can um, recruit more people to join? And use this as an opportunity to build a community locally so they have so we all have a space you know where you are geo geographically closer to each other and mm -hmm. in person so pre-pandemic we, we were able to meet in person and you know have really productive user group sessions and it was it was interesting to see the different business problems that people are working on right and then see 
whiteboard with them and spend time and see how we can all as a group help a peer out. Um, and then we kind of like, uh, uh, with the pandemic, we focused on more virtual uh, mm -hmm. events. And I'm looking forward to being in person again. Now things are brightening up and they're getting back and resuming. And so hoping to do that. And with the textilers, I think it's, it's all Foy and that's her, this is her brainchild. She mm -hmm. has been amazing with this incredible work that she's doing, which empowers uh, people around the world to learn and upskill with the platform. And, um, you know, she helps connect them with the right mentors. Yes. So that way they have the chance to learn and everybody has the right to education, uh, be it tech or any any form, especially the people wanting to be in tech. Um, and so I think that's how it started. And uh, it's a great experience. It's, it's, it is amazing to see how interested people are in you know the parts of the world where they may not have access to as much of resources, but when you have the knowledge, why not share yes. with them? Uh, you know, help. That's the least that we can do. Just mm -hmm. you know, get on a call with them, spend a half a Saturday, or be it four yeah. hours or six hours. It doesn't matter, but that's the least you can do to help them out. I mean, I I think I've seen um, some community members in some parts of the world. They don't they don't even have light proper yes. light to learn, which yeah. it breaks my heart because you know. Uh, um, you've, you've heard about scenarios. I think I've been fortunate enough to come from a background where you are you can afford to have light and internet connectivity, good data networks, and you know you you don't you don't you don't experience that as firsthand. But when you hear that, it was like, oh wow, that's it's it's not easy when someone has that passion to learn so much. Mm -hmm. Then there are other external factors like these, like not proper internet connectivity and things that that block you from getting educated, mm. just, yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's just not fair, right? Mm. Um, and, uh, and I think those are some scenarios, I think Point does an amazing job where she she started this whole revolution of um, helping those people yeah. out. Where she can connect them with mentors who are either SMEs or have the experience working with those tools. And, uh, you know, you can work with those mentees and help them upskill. And it's gonna, end of the day, it's gonna help them get a job in tech, which is yes. like fulfilling a dream for them, right? And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to be part of it. Yeah, I think we were part of the inaugural thing, cause that's how I met you, Gita, was through yeah. when I did my first demo. So Textilers has existed for about two years now. Yeah. Um, and I remember when I was working at my last job and I had gotten involved, I wasn't doing any user groups. And that was my first demo when I showed up at Textilers and my friend Simon, who I used to work with, who like owned Power Platform um, at my last company, he was like, hey, are you a part of any user groups? I have a friend of mine, Foyen Olajide Bello. If anybody is looking to get involved, like Foyen is just this wonderful human being. But you know, we've been talking about the textilers. Uh, we meet once a month. Uh, and Simon was like, I want you to talk to Foyen. And I talked to Foyen. She's like, yeah, we're looking for somebody to do a demo on, on, on something. Like, what? just bring us what you're working on. And I can't, the amount of support that I got from getting involved in the community by just doing this demo really opened a ton of doors for me. Uh, people who work, you know, at 
tech companies, other people who are like myself, and we were working at companies that, you know, need the tech, like we need the power platform, folks who work at Microsoft, like extending your network, growing your network through these kinds of groups really does a ton for you and helps on your learning journey. And Geetha was actually the first one who told me you should apply for a conference. And it was in that session, like in the chat. And I was like, why on earth would someone, (laughs) you know, me, I've been working in this for six months, you know, the use case that I had brought. And I was like, she crazy. There's no reason for me to do this. And then I applied for, there was a Donna Sarkar who works for Microsoft who was looking mm. for speakers um, for a, a conference, like a, a, like a baby dev kind of conference. And I remember commenting on it, like someday when I'm more prepared and she's like, no, you, I want you. She's like, I'm going to have my minion reach out to you. And that's how it started. And I did three conferences, I think in like an eight week period. And with the pandemic, right, this was in 2020, uh, September and October of 2020, it had broadened the access for me to get involved too. And just from there, it just kind of exploded. Um, so Geetha, like, oh, like, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Like there are so many people who just kind of usher you along in your journey and you just have to find that community to, to do so. You know, I think it's just a little spark. Like, you know, I mm-hmm. I had someone too when I started off, right? I think it was, I think it was Melissa Hubbard. She was mm-hmm. the person who, who said, hey, if you ever want to try talking. I mean, mm-hmm. I, wasn't, I was not yes. someone who was used to like talking in public. But yes. <laughs> so she was like, if you ever want, you know, I can introduce you to a user group. And, you know, you can try that. It will be the best place for you to try. And so mm-hmm. I think it's just, you just need that little spark, a little push, and then, and then it's, you know, Azure, it's all you. I mean, if, if you're here today, what you are, how you, you know, how far you've come, it's all the hard work and all the passion that you have for sharing and if, all the good work that you're doing. I think it's just a thing. It's just this little people, hey. kind of like those ants carrying the little, uh, you know, just, <laughs> and <then> just falling <laughs> along the path. And then, <laughs> then everybody is, you know, trying to say, let's do this together. And then, uh, yeah. It just works out it becomes like this blows up to be pretty big yeah if you want to put in the work like i think that's really the one thing is that when people come in like if you're willing to do the work we are here to support you you know guide you like whether it's you you need a question because i have people who reach out to me on twitter you know dm or tag me in a tweet and be like hey i can't figure this out okay let's hop on a call let's let's figure this out together um, or I have a couple of mentees that are even, you know, overseas and we'll, we'll catch up and they'll be like, hey, I'm applying for this job. Um, what interview questions should I be looking at? It kind of like the reach, once you get involved, not only you get to a place where you're like, I feel comfortable in this, then it's time to reach out to somebody else and make sure like you're helping them mm-hmm. and it comes like full circle to you. Like all these opportunities just really present themselves. Um, it's power platform community, I would have to say is the, is the friendliest place. And I know like tech can be a little hostile towards like women. Uh, tech is largely like white and male too, especially in the US. And I, I can't say that like in power platform community, I feel like it's a very different feel. Like everybody is really there to support each other. Um, and it, it's just, it's really refreshing. I would say to just, you're, you're, there's no, there's no like adversity, like to get in. It's if you want to be here, like you, you totally belong here. Um, so yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Awesome. You, yeah. You've mentioned like, hopefully we're getting back to in-person things. Yeah. Speaking of in-person, there's a, there's a conference coming up in the fall that's in-person. Why don't you tell us what you're doing there? Oh yeah. So I think I know a couple. So 
Um, I'm really excited. I'm so looking forward to get to it in person to be able to meet because I think I'm pretty like even you, Azure, like we've been like just seeing virtually through cameras, never mm-hmm. really like you know, seen in person. There's so many people like that. I could just you just get to know them and you've just not met them. And so I'm just just looking forward to like to have my first in-person conference where I can go sit in a room full of people and you know, share and learn and, and converse and have a dialogue, network and do all of that. Um, so the first one is going to be in Dallas, though. There's one, it used to be called SharePoint Tech Fest, um, but now they call it the M365 EDU Connect. Um, mm-hmm. so that's happening in August, and um, April is going to be there, and then a bunch of the community members are going to be there, too. And so that's going to be my very first one where we'll have a workshop and a session, and I'm pretty excited for it. And I think, I don't know how I'm going to feel. Because Wait, I'm- this is your first in Yes, that's going to be a conference too. Yes, my first one, and I've I'm just I've just been like thinking to myself like I need to get to like Zen mode, like you know, like, wow, how excited <laughs> I am. You know, like, I'm, it's like a bee, like you know, I'm so excited. <laughs> and and I don't know how I'm going to feel because I'm just so used to talking to my PC, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. a room full of people, basically mm-hmm. for the past few years, and then I'm like now I'm going to go into a room with full of people and then I think I'm going to get get those jitters and uh, sweaty hands and everything so we'll mm. see how that goes but well, that's a good that. thing that's a good thing you got to worry if you don't get that yeah. <laughs> it's uh, excitement yeah. Anticipation. Yeah. yeah and then I think we have the dynamics con live happening where I will get to see Azure I'm so thrilled <laughs> Yes, I'll finally get to see her. So that would be awesome. That's happening in September. And then I think September, this summer and fall is like conference season, right? They're like, so it is. Happening. It absolutely and then is. We have the big, huge power platform conference happening in September in Orlando. Um, so we've applied. And we'll see. Yes. We'll see what's happening. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get the opportunity to be there. And uh, that's going to be a pretty huge one because I think um, after, that's going to be focused on the platform. Mm-hmm. And uh, we haven't had that in a long time. And, yeah. you know, this is going to be a, a good way. And it's it's going to be a good mix of not just the community coming in there and our people, um, you know, vendors and partners and, uh, you know, clients and customers. But it's also going to be Microsoft um, yes. product teams and engineering teams there as well. So you get to have some FaceTime with them and, you know, talk to them, provide feedback, mm-hmm. learn about what's coming and features and things like that. So, yeah, I think these uh, starting... August, August and September, I think, are going to be like uh, months where everybody's going to be glowing. Yes. <laughs> like getting to meet so people. Nice. And yeah, quite excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, we all, you know, things stay as they are and we don't have to worry about another pandemic coming our way. Yeah, oh, that would be nice. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to lie, I feel like slightly nervous about that. Because things <laughs> just change so quickly, right? <laughs> they got really excited for in person and now there's monkeypox. Yeah. like, oh no, like what's... But what I think that the best part is we're all prepared. We know yes. what to do. Mm, yeah. And that's the yeah. best part. But well, it's, it's, I, I, and it's funny, like how the new terminology came into like that unprecedented time. I've never heard of that term before. <laughs> and so then many different. Part of it now. Yeah. And then... Yeah. We've all been, I, I like to call it to say we've all been part of history. We'll be in the books. Yeah, it will. It's gonna it's gonna be great. <laughs> I we haven't had a power platform conference since 2020. 
Um, Cause I know it was handled by a different group and that one didn't come back in 2021. Mm -hmm. So it's a, br it's a brand new conference. Yeah. Um, Charles Lamana like has backed it and he was advertising it on Twitter, yeah. I think end of April ish. Um, so for, for those that are interested, if we get a chance to go, like registration still open, uh, Keith and I have submitted like joint sessions together. So we're, we try to apply for as many things as possible so we could get in there, but we're, we're hoping that we might be able to teach some workshops to like some beginner workshops, how to get into apps and how to get into flow or power automate, um, to help beginners. I think I, I love the beginner space just because it's, here's how you can get started, right? It's very yeah. easy to get started. You just need a little bit mm -hmm. of guidance, somebody to hold your hand and just be like, it's okay. Pat them on the head. Um, you're paying yeah. it forward because you've been there, you've been in that position. So it's your opportunity to, to give back in the community and, I love it. and, and start totally. someone else off on that exciting journey. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah the, I, I didn't think, you know, when I first started doing conferences that people, I remember when Geetha said, I was like, who, who on earth would want to see a beginner do a demo, right? There were, so, I remember, Ooh, what conference was, I think it was Ignite in 2020 was online. And that was the first conference that I had ever you know, watched and saw these really big, shiny use cases and mm. was like, oh, I mean, that's, that's really cool. So why would anybody want to see me doing something with SharePoint list and teams, <laughs> you know? Uh, I think but, it's a human tendency, right? We tend to like underestimate what we do. We think like, oh, what I've done is, you know, it's, it's okay. Man, yeah. It's like okay. I was like, it's not big. You share with someone who's like, what? You did that. Yeah. Oh, it is. And that was the thing. We never, I was, yeah, we're still humble. We we never we never like you know boast about things, but right, right okay for, for someone else. <laughs> and I, I just I remember people reached out to me on Twitter and they were like, This is just what I needed to get started. And I was like, Me? Really? Because I when I typically do my demos, I do a walkthrough of like full up like power. I still call it flow power automate like the website and where the templates are and you know this and this and this and just really do just like i'm calling it dumb it down but it's more like explain it like i'm five um so you know what to do and yeah it was just i was like oh that's very different i would have expected people to be like ah this is boring like who <laughs> wants to see this but i remember myself as a beginner because i would say power automated is a little bit less formulaic to learn like power bi or, or power apps because like you learn in power apps you build a screen you're going to add your controls to this screen right. you know um power automate just has so many use cases it could be hard to know where to get started and i remember myself like i here's my use case but there's just so much to learn um i remember my journey being a little chaotic but i just i was ravenous for that knowledge so i was like if i can help usher in a little bit of a smoother transition for folks, then that'd be nice. And I wasn't thinking that in the first place. It was just like, this is what I know. So I'm going to present it, <laughs> but it's proved to be beneficial. So yeah, just like giving, giving back it, it, it really means a lot. If you can just help like one person um, to help them on their tech journey, if they decide to go, you know, into consulting or into whatever it is right it might just be at their their company their current company that they find another position just to give them something else in their their arsenal it's 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 a great feeling so um okay pivoting away from kind of power platform what are you what are you up to these days outside of power platform do you got any summer plans going on what do you do to just yeah. like kick back and chill i saw something about like some cucumber gazpacho on yeah, uh, the internet <laughs> <laughs> i've been like 
trying out recipes to cool myself down mm. with the technical heat. <laughs> it's, it's just scorching heat, just prepping myself, trying out new things like cold soups and beverages and infused water and things like that to try. So I've been like experimenting and I, I like to do things that are quick. Like I need to be able to be done with it in like five to 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> they need to be like quick recipes. <laughs> so, so I've been like trying to um, find those new recipes and try them out and, you know, test them out, especially to cool down in the summer. That's that's what I've been doing like in my time off, like trying to, and then I have my minions at home who are my testers. How does it sound? And they'll be like, no. No, this <laughs> one is not. <laughs> Yeah. What's yeah. been like the the fan favorites that you've you've been making as far as like the gazpacho? The gazpacho, yeah. okay. And that's been really good. Yeah, this. Uh, and then I I I they love my chocolate mousse. Uh, I make oh, a really I good love mousse. Yeah. Dark chocolate mousse oh, yeah. with some you know with some swirls of white chocolate in it. Oh, yes. I have a sweet tooth. I I love anything yeah. like that. Gorgeous. Yep. So the yeah, next time you guys so. are in Dallas, let me know. We'll, we'll make some. Yeah. Uh, yes, please. We'll, yes, please. Yeah. We'll do the, the two course meal. We'll, we'll, we'll think about what we want to do for the middle course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll trade you a two course meal for babysitting. Oh, perfect. I'm there cheap. There you go. Yeah. You've got a deal. I'll the main course as well for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit that I, for for a little bit here, I've been outsourcing uh, my meals. So I've been ordering like pre-prepared meals, just like a few per week, just to cut down on that mental labor of thinking what to eat, especially like living on my own. There's nobody to ask, hey, what do you want for dinner tonight? It's always just me. Mm. <laughs> That's no. a million dollar question. I, I, yeah, I'm like, what do we eat for lunch? What today? do we, yeah. <laughs> I, and I saw this this meme or something recent that was like, and a, being an adult means you can eat whatever you want. And what did I eat for lunch yesterday? I made myself a microwavable mug cake. Was it nutritious? <laughs> Questionable. Was it good for my yes. soul? Absolutely. <laughs> Those are like guilt-free meals. Yes. Enjoy them. Yeah, I was, I don't, what it was, because the what I actually had for lunch wasn't as great. I had frozen something that wasn't like freezable, really. It was like yeah. pad CU, and the noodles just kind of like broke apart, and just the flavor was completely gone. I was like, well, looks like we're having cake for lunch, so I had cake. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I would still have cake for lunch. I love that idea. You are an adult, uh, Pete. You can have you can have cake. I can, I can. Well, this is one of the problems I have. I need to. I before we started, I was telling you as you that I need to get fitter. I I just went out to play football with my oldest son before this, and it wore me out. I was out of breath. I didn't realize how unfit I'd got during COVID. So <laughs> I need to work on eating a bit better and and getting a bit more fit. But <laughs> so the journey begins here. <laughs> <laughs> sign sign me up for that too. I put on a pair of pants to go out to dinner with a friend last night. And I was like, ooh, I could have used a stick of butter to get in these because they were a little snug. Yeah. My first in-person <laughs> event, speaking about in person, I did one recently with the company I work at. And um none of my work clothes fit. I had to buy yeah. entirely new work clothes, which nice problem to have, but it was like, oh, this sucks. I've got to go up a size or two. It's a like, yeah. Oh, well, I think that's a funny thing you bring up because um I was looking at like where are my history of purchases? I have only purchased like PJs. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I was like, what have I, I haven't like purchased proper clothes? <laughs> it's, been a while. it's like you're just in the whole 
two years in pandemic, everybody's just been in like sweats and mm -hmm. athletic wear and <laughs> PJs. And I'm like, yeah. And like if you have to be smart, as you say, you can be smart just on top. Just on top. You? Party. Like, yeah. You're just yeah. a business on top, yeah. party on the yeah. bottom. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, not a single dress. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I say actually, so since I've been working, I never, I, I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't really lean into this. Let's just buy more comfy clothes during the pandemic. So for the first year, for sure, I was definitely still wearing work clothes. Like I'd get up and I'd put on real pants, you know, and I've since given up. Um, and then my thing is if people start to see that my dress, like my outfit starts to get a little bit fancier at the time, it's because I haven't done laundry. Um, so I'm, I'm still getting used out of <laughs> when I used to have to go to office, it was business casual. And I was in a, like a project management kind of role. So we dressed up a little bit, you know, more anyway, but yeah, when people, if it's, even if it's an, on non-client facing days at this point, if you see me in a dress, you, you know, you know, absolutely why, or be like, you look fancy. Yeah, mm -mm, it's just laundry day, or it should be at some point in the future. <laughs> It's just there's limited options on that day. There's not much to choose yeah. from. So. No, yeah, it get yeah, it gets that point more often than I would like to admit. Um, mm. Just like I had written a tweet when I went to my parents a couple days back, I was staying with them, and it's like a four or five hour drive down south, and I had only packed like two pairs of underpants for a four day trip, and I was like. <laughs> Well, it is what it is. At least they've got laundry detergent or a friend of mine. She was like, just turn them inside out. I mean, she was absolutely joking, but she's like, just to get double use out of them. Reusability is key. Like, Let's go. It is. Multifunctional, multipurpose. Yeah. I, I was like, yeah. good idea. That's something yeah, exactly. probably my sister. And if you're, if you're traveling like that, there's usually somewhere you can nip into and get some some stuff that you need mm -hmm. isn't there because I, I always forget something i always forget like a toothpaste or something like mm -hmm. that but yeah, yeah. yep <laughs> i had to make a list when i packed for for this in-person thing i went to recently because it was just habit i used to go away two or three times a week mm -hmm. uh, but this was like oh i'm not sure what i need for this so i made a list and it was like longer than i thought it would be but wow there's so much you need to take <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm traveling a little bit more for work too, it's keeping that list like within arm's reach at all times. So I don't mm. forget something, but I've, I've definitely had to go for shampoo or whatever. Like, thank goodness for convenience. Although I went last month, month before I went to a place that was about an hour outside of Boston and there was nothing like absolutely oh. everything closed at like 8 PM too. So it was just a town and we stayed at an inn that was in the town. But if you needed anything else there there was no there was nothing there was a cvs that opened like in the morning at pharmacy mm. but other than that they there was no stores nada so <laughs> <laughs> i've learned my lesson <laughs> well good thing is you're going to your parents house so yeah yeah nice. yeah mom, mom and dad have things they live down the street from you know a store so it wasn't it wasn't terrible i was just like don't Look, this is what happens when you don't put a list together or you put all your clothes in a reusable shopping bag like two hours before. <laughs> I did not have told very well this week, but you know what? Yeah, it's I think okay. Uh, normalized. But you coped. You, you made it work. I did. It was, it was, it was fine. <laughs> all any of us can ask, isn't it? If you can make it work and get through, then you're doing all right. Yeah. That is so good. <laughs> 
Uh, I wanted to ask you, actually, Gita, what, what is life like in Dallas, Texas? I, I know it sounds like it's very hot a lot of the time. The only thing I really know about Dallas, Texas is that growing, I'm showing my age here, I grew up watching J.R. Ewing on the, the TV show Dallas. That's as much as I know about Dallas, really. Yeah, so, so I think it's, there's not, I mean, um, it's, it's, it's a big city. Um, you know, you have, a, we have a lot of, um, big companies headquarters here, like Toyota is here, FedEx is here, um, cool. JCPenney has a headquarters here. Um, so up you, you'll see, um, a lot of big companies, Texas Instruments is here. Um, you know, you'll see a lot of that. And then, um, it is hard. I mean, it's Texas. So, you know, you, the, the June to August are like the peak. I should say July, August are like the peak summer months. You know, it's mm. um, it's definitely not as hot as like Arizona or Phoenix. Mm -hmm. um, it, here, I mean, it can go up to like um, 105 or 109, I think is what I've seen max here um, degrees. But um, it and then the good part is uh, you don't like you don't get snowed down like that bad. I mean, of course, we had like the freeze last year, which is mm -hmm. very rare to happen. So you don't have to like shovel snow off of your front yard. You, you uh, don't get those scenarios. Yeah. And you're snowed in. I mean, you, you know, I mean, you kids are usually like praying for a white Christmas. They're like, Please, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, you know, that's, that's how it is. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's quite weather wise. I mean, this, this, there are a lot of lakes, very huge lakes. Mm -hmm. And so summer is the time people take their boats out, do their water activities and, you know, do things like that. So, it's um it's a lot of hiking and lakes and you know you could go up to neighboring cities too like there's austin houston um you know those are places that you can drive there are like four hours three hours away <clears throat> and then i think the closest beach is like about six hours away for us so it would be at galveston and um houston um so that i think those are like it's 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 a it's it's not a very um it's a calm city you know not uh too uh if you go into, there are certain areas in the city where you go, it would be like a lot of bustle and mm -hmm. you know, there's big universities here. So there's a lot of kids, you know, that makes it much more happening and um, things like that. So yeah, I would I would love for you guys to visit here. I'd love yeah. to be the host and take you guys around. I want to eat tacos and barbecue. Um, yeah. Oh, food. Things I, I, I missed, missed mentioning that. It, this, yeah. you know, there is this, Addison as a city here, it's kind of like the food hub. So um, you get a lot of really good Tex-Mex food uh it's pretty good and then cool. Nima cuisine you'll find it here it's kind of like the hub of uh, all sorts of diverse cuisines and styles yes. that you would want to try out um it's, it's all here so i think that's uh for leisure that's what people do hang out in the patio eat mm -hmm. food listen to some it's a lot of live music going on uh yeah and then yeah. and then it's, it's good weather up until pretty much throughout the year until like November, December, unless you're someone who doesn't enjoy like, you know, layering up and going mm -hmm. out. Um, you can just hang out for most part of the year, starting from Feb until October, November. You're, you can just hang out, out, listen to live music, have some open uh, patio bars, have some good uh, good time, listen by the, by the lake or do some water activities and things like that and just do some hikes and go up the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds For amazing. listeners who didn't know what 105 degrees Fahrenheit is, it is 40.55 <laughs> degrees Celsius. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My so God. just to put it in perspective. <laughs> that, yeah. So that's, like, that's like, during the, the two months. <laughs> yes. The July and August. It's coming our way. July and August gets gets really tense. 
uh, gets very hard. But um, but that's oh, yeah. I mean, if, you have, if you've been to Phoenix or Arizona, you wouldn't complain about that. Is they it, go up until 115. Yeah, I've been there it, once, and it, it was like 115. And I was like, gosh, I would never complain about Dallas again. <laughs> is it dry heat or or wet heat? Is it humid there, Geetha? Um, it's not humid. It's it's like scorching heat. You know, it's okay. just it's, yeah, it's just very scorching. Okay. It's not very um humid. So I mean, different I know, so from people prefer it to be more humid, so you can just like yeah. sweat it out. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, here <laughs> it might get it. It gets it can get that hot, but it's like a it's like a wet heat. Like you just like your shirts always stand oh, like yeah. a, a smog from a city bus. Yeah, it's like this a refreshing is, breeze. Like <laughs> yeah, well that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Uh, I've been to the states a few times in my life, not for a long time, but one place that had that sort of humidity that you described was New Orleans, which is yes. uh, mm, beautiful, yes. beautiful right, city. Yeah. Really yeah. enjoyed my few days there. Mm -hmm. Long time ago now, yep. but I've been there. I've been to Chicago. Uh, I've been to um, Cincinnati, Ohio, fewer than, and a few other places, but not for a long time. But uh, but New mm -hmm. Orleans was definitely the most hot yeah. and humid. I was, I was very sticky yeah. after the few days there. <laughs> bayous down there? Yeah. It's the, I don't know what it's, there's mountainous regions here. I think like trap everything and there's, and there's water as well. So yeah. Peter, now you've got to come back this way yeah. come to like Maryland oh. area. And I'm going to have to at some point yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, I need to get a passport first before I can do that. Oh, my, yeah? pass sure. my passport expired in 2018 and um, I've just not had the need to renew it. What with times <laughs> being what they've been in the last yeah. few years. Yeah. Not sure if you follow the, the, the US sports, but Dallas is the hometown of the Mavericks and Mavericks. Cowboys. What, what sport is that? Um, Dallas Cowboys and foot, um, football and- um, Cowboys is football, football right? And yeah, Mavericks and is- Basketball. Basketball, cool. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. It's great when we talk to people all around the world on this show, the different sports that we have around the world mm -hmm. in, in different countries. What's big in one country is just not in another. And I mean, I mean, our, in the UK, what you would call soccer in the States mm -hmm. is, is our main sport and we call it football. And, football, um, yeah. and it's just crazy, crazy big over here. <clears throat> um, some folks like cricket, which I don't quite get, but <laughs> strange game I, I don't know who invented that and we think how long we should, should we play this game for five days that sounds yeah it's, it's, like, it's, it's like a series it's a yeah. whole <laughs> long game it's, uh, yeah big, big but, fans yeah i i come um i'm from india so uh you know i moved into the u.s for my oh, education yeah, and i've yeah. just been um here for several years now but um yeah it's I, uh, massive in india isn't it it's, yeah it's massive yeah i think uh it's uh it kind of is ingrained into our childhood you know we all grow up like mm. playing on the streets and you know it's like anywhere you turn it's, it's that's the first sport that everybody gets mm -hmm. into so yeah it's, it's it's a pretty long sport i mean i agree with that it's, it's a long <laughs> long sport like you know you have to like sit in it's, it's like a dedic you have to dedicate time to <laughs> you do time. you do but i love how passionate all sports fans get about their game you know it's just so so cool to see people so invested in something whether you like it or not yeah. um yeah. it's i mean football is, is my game that i enjoy the most um but 
I love I love watching other sports as well, but not that there's much time to do that sort of thing because, uh, as we all always say to, on this show, pretty much everyone who comes on as a guest tends to to live this as much as anything because in this community we we do this for a living, but it's also kind of our main hobby as well, and we spend so much time doing it um, for for pleasure in our own time. So, um, so yeah, how do you find that? Do you find that you can switch off quite quite easy from 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 that sort of work and community life as well, as well Geeta, or is that something you struggle with? Um, I think I, I've uh, definitely struggled with that because it's always in the back of your head, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unless I like completely go device off, like I'm, mm-hmm. you know, shut down, shut down, like I'm not touching my device, I'm not seeing it. But then there's always that little. Thing that peeks into your mind of like I want to see what's happening I want to see mm. what's everybody doing yeah. <laughs> um I think that's, that's always I mean I, yeah honestly I think it's, it's it's definitely I mean even though yeah that's the only way that I've figured out to shut down is like mm-hmm. just completely shut down I'm not gonna mm-hmm. turn off my alerts notifications I'm not seeing mm. anything that's the only way like, I can be like okay I'm not seeing anything but then kind of just intentionally blocking those sections of your brain to say all right it's all right if you don't you know it's okay to take a break you don't have to you know yeah uh thinking about it and then let's focus on other things you know let's get some me time spend some time with the family or do some other things that you would want to do uh but i think that's the only way i figured out and i'm i'm interested to see how other people do like have you guys found any um ways that have worked for you guys to shut down completely I've been, I think we maybe talked about this a little bit with like Nate last week too, is for me now being, now that I'm in consulting prior to it was power platform was part, like became part of my job. Like I, I started a role and then it was just work. And then now like my hobby really is my job now <laughs> and trying to separate the two of those. So I can, I can absolutely relate. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take I think I started my job in February, March, one of the two. Hmm. So I'm going to take the month just to not do any extracurriculars that are related to Power Platform. And it is so hard. It is so, so, so it hard. hard. It is. And when I had asked people, I was like, the only thing that I really wanted to do was this podcast um, for my after school activities. But anything that was external to it, I, I asked people, I was like, would you mind waiting a month if you want me to guest, if you want me to demo, um, just so I could kind of reclaim some brain space. And it's still... Like, oh, it's it's there. I see opportunities everywhere in a lot of way <laughs> in our platform. Yeah. <laughs> so uh I'm I feel like the hmm, I have to completely like shut my computer off and not take yeah. it with me and close the door. I'm fortunate to at least have like my guest room as my office. And at, at the end of the day, I shut off the light and I close the door because I know if I sit back down at that computer. Even if I say 15 more minutes, I'll look at the clock and it'll be midnight and I'm I'm still yeah. working on a flow yeah. just for funsies. And I'll be like, oh, nope, yeah. that's, I can't, I can't do that. Um, yeah. So it's, it can be hard to to disconnect sometimes just yeah, because I think it's, it's like, just we love it. what we do. Yeah. I think it's just, just how technology is today, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even not just our generation, like even the kids, we see that, like mm-hmm. getting away from screen time or any device is just... We're so close to it. Like mm-hmm. back in the day, like I don't think there, Twitter wasn't there like mm. several years back. When I was in school, there was no like, phones were like those big brick phones. 
Because yeah. <laughs> There's no way you could do anything. I'm like, you could you you got those little games like this Nintendo, mm -hmm. uh, you know, those little um pager kind of things and yes. then, like, Nintendo, play on it. Yes, and, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think those that's what I was used to. And then the phones were like you have to like literally like have those big antennas and you had to like all the dial in ones. There's not mm. much entertainment in that. And so yeah. I we did more outdoorsy stuff, right? Yeah. We were out with the kids, yeah. playing and doing things. But now I think it's just so much of attachment to, because you are, you get to know what's happening in the world through your devices. That's mm -hmm. how it is today. Um, I hardly watch the news anymore because I remember my parents starting mm -hmm. their day watching the news. They'd be doing all their work with the headlines running in the background. You yeah. know, that's how they start the day. But now it's, so it's really hard to like shut down like you're saying completely because you, that is your way of knowing what's happening around you and staying up to date on current affairs and things. But I, I think it's 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 hard to, um, yeah. I think it would be, uh, yeah. It's, it's just hard to like shut down, like you're saying, like completely, like zero. Like, yeah. Not... What I found helpful is my phone is always on silent, uh, and I've turned off notifications for most apps, most group chats, um, unless I'm tagged in something. And then instead of like having a push notification, because I find it overwhelming. And this really happened during the pandemic where I found it very overwhelming with people who wanted to stay in contact like a lot uh, that I ended up instead of push notifications, right? You know, you get pinged when something is happening. I have pull notifications, which means I have everything turned off and I have to go check to see yeah. if anything's yeah. happening. Uh, and that's helped me and people, <laughs> people know at this point, like, you may not hear from me after a certain time because I was like, I'll respond within 24 hours. That's <laughs> kind of my my thing right now, just to give some space because I find it so easy to just be like, especially in our community where there's something always happening and you've made friends in the community. You could always be texting somebody. You could always be helping somebody with you know something related to Power Platform. And some, you can't be all things to all people at all times. Um, so I, I like to be able to, my, when my phone's on silent, I just leave it in another room and, and go do something else. Um, and when I come back to a million notifications, I'm like, oh, we can ignore it for another like several hours. It's overwhelming yeah. now. And so I just try to answer texts yep. like at the beginning of the day, at the end of my day and anything in between yeah. may or may not happen. So but yeah, if it's not urgent, uh, I, I think that that's uh, like protecting your your energy, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's very, very helpful to be able to do that. And well, on the flip side, I feel like um, I, I do this where sometimes if I need a break, like I have all my notifications turned off just like you, right? I, because that kind of makes you makes you manage your time pretty well because you're like, mm -hmm. you, you don't get to see anything. And so you dedicate time to go in and look at things. But, um, I've not, but I sometimes find it a good break to actually go in and look at stuff when I need a break, right? Mm -hmm. Like had a sure. long day at work. You're like, okay, let's shut down for a minute. Let's go do something different that I, you know, go into mm -hmm. social media or look at things and then it gives you a little bit of diversion. I think it helps both ways, right? Um, it, 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 there's this like the pros and cons to it. And, sure. uh, but I think it's just the main thing is time management, right? Finding mm -hmm. out, figuring out how do you manage your time? Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's work, there's, uh, 
your things that you're passionate about and then there's family and then the rest of the things that you want to do mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's just uh, you've just got 24 hours in a day <laughs> yeah that i i felt a couple weeks ago that i was playing tetris with like my work calendar and my personal calendar and i was like ooh, i know i'm over scheduled when i'm like can you move this dinner to here or this video chat to here and i'm like you know what i think it's i think it's time to turn it down a notch mm. and uh, go, go away. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm planning to go hiking tomorrow um, with a friend of mine I haven't seen in several months. I think the last time I saw him, we took a sun hiking and this might've been in like January or so. Um, so there are in my area within half an hour, an hour's distance, a lot of places to go hiking. So he's spending the weekend out in like on the outskirts of Shenandoah. Uh, national park and so there's a park that's about an hour from me from an hour's drive and he's like hey do you like do you want to meet up go for a hike and go for lunch and I was like that sounds great and so that's what we're gonna do is spend the day out in nature tomorrow um sounds amazing yeah which will be really nice I haven't been on a hike in 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 a little bit now so yeah it's a good way to shut down too right it is yeah yeah, because I was like, you're your phone, like half the time you don't get signal anyway. So there, yeah. there's nothing to check on. And it's nice just to, after a while, that mindfulness of just like being in the space. And now that the trees are yep. all like green and whatnot, it's just you're in, yeah. you're existing in nature. Yeah, that, that was a great question, though, Peter. I think it's it's kind of like just an ongoing process of figuring out work in progress. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I was I was off work this week. I took some time off. Good and, for you. Um, I I shut down my work computer, put my out of office on, turned off the emails, didn't look at anything. Good. Twitter's the thing that gets me though. Um, but I was quite good. I was quite good in that I didn't really do anything. Um, because there was a, an announcement from Microsoft of a new product relevant to, to me, Entra, came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I must blog about this. <laughs> like, no, no, no. No. Nope. Yeah, I think that's when your inner child comes out and you're like, okay, now mm. I've got to try this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I resisted. I did well. I was quite proud of myself. <laughs> that's awesome. Good. I'm glad you took some time off. I'm getting ready to take, actually, in a, in a week, I will be off yeah, myself for so a week. And, yeah, my Recharge boss. The batteries. Yeah, I'm supposed to be writing an adoption plan for a client and uh, for Power Platform. And he was like, just to make it clear, you are not to touch this document at all while you're away. And I was like, I wasn't planning on it. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am not bringing my work computer. I don't even have Outlook on my phone. I just use browser yeah. uh, to dissuade me from looking at anything after hours. So that's that's it he doesn't have to worry about it i'm like oh great because i was like i'm gonna be dreaming about this plan because originally it was due a couple days after i got back and i was like 70 page document that i'm gonna be drafting and he was like don't worry about it we've also pushed out the date and i was like this is excellent yeah it's, it's definitely a blessing in disguise when you have your workplace that values the work-life value yes it's, I love that. Um, it have to be, it's, it's a gift to have workplaces that, that value that. It's um, so rare to come by and um, I think it, it works out pretty well because it's, it, that is what makes some, makes the employees productive. So. Yeah. Completely yeah. agree. Completely agree. Anyhow, I think uh, we had better give you some time back in, in yeah. your day. You know, we, uh, we, we, we've been chatting for, uh, a, a good hour and almost 20 minutes but it's it's felt Ooh. so much quicker than that it's it's been so it much fun. It's been lovely to meet you virtually i'm so Thank glad you. you've 
taking the time to to join us and uh, I'm really really chuffed a bit that we've got to talk about something that we don't often get to talk about on the show mm -hmm. which is the power platform and and all that good stuff so before we before we finish up though is there anything you'd, you'd like to share with uh, with the listeners and viewers and, and how can they well you've got your Twitter handle in on there but how, yeah. how else can they reach you if they want to get in touch yeah sure I think Twitter and you can search me up by my name on LinkedIn so I'm um, always happy to help in the best way I can so feel free to reach out to me I, I enjoy helping people in whatever part of their journeys they're in and and you know that I I enjoy the fusion space of being able to merge these two worlds. So um, I'm always happy to help. And and thanks to you guys. It was an absolute pleasure talking to both of you. Thanks I've for just enjoyed that. this conversation. It just felt like it was a Saturday morning just talking. I've never met Peter, but you know, it's the first time I'm meeting Peter and Azure, I've known you for quite a while, but you guys make it uh, feel like we've known each other like for years, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, talking oh. about uh, things. And so this, and um, I love the show. It's, I, I love this idea of uh, having these, this fireside kind of chat style where you're just talking about things that you like and making things so relatable. I think that's, that's something that everybody would enjoy, especially when you can listen into a conversation and um, listen and hear things that you can relate to. Uh, and that's awesome but thank you so much for having me thank you thank, thank you. you absolutely and that's exactly what we want the show to be we um and we've we've met so many amazing people on it that we would not have met if not for this community if not for the technology ironically a little bit because of covid as well <laughs> <laughs> but some good had to come out of it yeah but um but yeah awesome azure any closing thoughts from you before we wind mm -hmm. up no, things are good. Find some time to disconnect this weekend. Yes. Uh, everybody who is listening, please find some find some space for yourself. Turn off your phone, go out in nature, wear some sunscreen, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. We'll see you Fantastic next time. Stuff. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube at uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash cloud conversations, on Twitter at cloudcons365, and I think that's it. Um, and obviously, you can reach out to us all on Twitter and LinkedIn in person as well. Uh, myself and Azure and uh, and Ruin Khan as well. So again, thank you, Gita. Thank you, Azure. Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next time in Cloud Conversations. Take care. All right, take bye, -bye. Care. bye. Bye, everyone.